This podcast episode references strong language as well as strong drink. Each language has a, a poetical uh, uh, atmosphere and sounds, so I choose uh, what uh, I need. Do you consider learning to play a new instrument, learning a new language? Absolutely, I really do. Um, I feel like each instrument bring, brings out a different aspect of my musicality, so it's like a different dialect, very much so. And it's it's an amazing uh, cultural experience to begin to to understand uh, various languages and see how different cultures see the world. And I feel like that that also happens. Don't you find? I, maybe I'm generalizing, but I think that that certain instruments, certain personality types are drawn to certain instruments. Have you noticed that at all? Like trom trombone players. Welcome to Moto Di Berry podcast about local drinks and local sayings. I'm your host, Rose Thomas Bannister. Today, I have a very special interview with two incredible musicians, including Ercelia Prosperi, who composed the Moto Di Berry theme music. If you've been enjoying the music for this podcast as much as I have, you'll be interested to know that the theme song is called Pale di Natale, and the incidental music you'll often hear in the middle of the show is from a song called La Stanzetta. Both songs are from the album Pisces Crisis by the band O, which means egg in the Sardinian dialect. As if talking with Ercelia weren't cool enough, we have a second guest today, the legendary Amy Denio, who plays in O and also produces their records. These two incredible people have juicy biographies, so pour yourself a special drink and settle in for this introduction. O is an Italian sextet led by Ercelia, and they sing in English, Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, and Sardo. They'll sing in multiple languages within the same song, even at the same time. There are even more instruments involved than there are languages. Ercelia plays the trumpet and the ukulele. Her work ranges from improvisation and alt jazz to songwriting, collaborating with artists like Meklid Hadero, Antonella Ruggiero, Orchestra Lato, Jessica Luri, Emily Hay, Giancarlo Schaffini, and many, many others. She composes and performs music for films, contemporary opera and dance, and has showcased her work in Berlin, New York, Madrid, and Seattle. And Ercelia, of course, also collaborates with Amy Denio, who is one of my favorite people I've ever met, an absolute legend of creativity and the inspiring person who embodies the power of going for your dreams. Amy has a four octave vocal range and plays guitar, bass, alto sax, clarinet and accordion. She composes for modern dance, film, theater and TV. A member of Seattle Jazz Hall of Fame, she has written more than 500 works and has produced over 60 recordings, solo and in collaboration with artists worldwide. She's been operating her own recording studio, record label, and publishing company, Spoot Music, since 1986 with the release of her first cassette, No Bones. She is president of the all-women Tipton Sax Quartet, vice president of the Seattle Composers Alliance, and has performed and recorded in the Balkan group Culture Shock since 1999. Mostly self-taught, she has developed her unique musical style by collaborating with musicians and artists worldwide. Like Ercilia, Amy also speaks several languages. 
I cannot wait to talk to both of you about your multilingual, multi-instrumental band, Oh. But first, I would love for each of you to share a local drink and a local saying that has stayed with you from your home or from anywhere your adventures have taken you. Bottoms up. Quando si beve, cioè un modo di dire rispetto. No, yes, I know a uh, way to. I don't have the glass. Wait, second. Okay, this is in Spanish. When you can say, chi no apoya no foya. When you do the brindisi, no? Yes? Cheers. <laughs> what does that mean in English? It's not very, very fine, raffinato, very elegant. It means uh, who, do, who doesn't uh, put the glass in the table uh, doesn't fuck. And that, that actually reminds me of a, of a breathing disease that I invented that probably should never be said. I learned um, some bad words in Italian, and uh, one of them is um, Sicilian di- dialect, and the word is minchia. <laughs> and so I was in Sicily thinking, you know, probably they normally in Italy you say chin chin, which is the sound of the glass, you know, ching, like it's, it rings, right? Chin chin, so it's a very onomatopoetic word and I thought well maybe they don't maybe they wouldn't want to say chin chin because that's Italian and Sicilians are very proud of their unique and beautiful culture so what rhymes with chin and I then I remember this word minchia which is a um a kind of a nasty word that generally women don't say right (laughs) anyway uh so and I turned to my girlfriend in this bar in in Catania and I said Mean, I was holding it like mean, and she she understood instantly, and she ret- she hit my glass and said, "Yeah." <laughs> so so it's a it's a very participatory way for two people to say a bad word at this. You know, it's a it's a collaborative um, swear word ah. that that only I say. Yes, yes, call call and respond. I'm so glad that we've established that we're going to mark this episode of the podcast as explicit because I've been waiting uh, for my chance to say the parolaccia, the bad word that I accidentally invented in Italian, which my coworkers in Italian wine thought was hilarious. Um, So in the wine world, we spend a good part of our day taking our favorite drink and spitting it out into a spittoon, which is a word that is almost never used in English. It evokes the Old West, you know, the cowboys in the movie spitting the tobacco into the large urn. There is a word for spittoon uh, in Italian, which is sputacchiera. So I came to my boss and wanted to show off my Italian practice. And I said, I know what this is called. This is a sputanacchiera. And everyone just died because this translates basically to, we decided, spitch, spit bitch, or bitch spit. <laughs> so anyway, great. No, there's there's so many beautiful, beautiful bad words in, in Italian, and definitely I'm always interested in them. You do have to be kind of, you kind of have to, you know, warm up to it usually. So I'm glad we just uh, established the rapport immediately and just dove right in. 
As you know, I'm really interested in local languages, specifically the dialects of Italy. So I would love to hear more about why Owu chose this Sardinian word to name your band and how you came to sing in the Sardinian language. Is that where you're from originally, Ursilia? Yes. Yes. The, the word is O with the article is so in Sardinian dialect. And um, I love... Uh, well, I, I, my mother is from Sardinian, so is my my root, my spiritual and ancestral root comes from Sardinia. And uh, in the band, we we were also with Martina Fadda and Sabrina Coda that uh, grew up in uh, Sardinia. So we we started to choose uh, words uh, and um, and uh, for the meaning. Uh, that is the egg, uh, and also for the how sounds, it sounds the word, uh, which is O, but also for the meaning, uh, about, um, re- respect to our music, our music, our music. Uh, <laughs> we started whenever there's any U, yo, yes. whenever there's yes. an O U in any word, and we, we use a lot of yes, the court, uh, our court, the court. Yes. We have a royal court. Yes. Because there's O O U. It's in, very useful. Anyway. This uh, this uh, name <laughs> for everything. Chifari did it. At a certain point, uh, we had a, a keyboard player, and we still do. And he's from a noble family in Rome, and he's very noble, you know. And we noticed that he was so noble that really he didn't uh, participate too much in the moving of equipment or any any like kind of servile actions. He would just observe nobly, and at a certain player turned to him and said hey marchese <laughs> and everyone laughed like he is he's a marquis that's that's really great you know like that's actually perfect so then we we began to think well so if he's marquis then what is the bass player and he said well uh, someone maybe ercilia said okay well he's the prince and so then the drummer said oh well if he's the prince i'm the illegitimate prince principe legitimo and ha <laughs> And so bit by bit, we, and then the, the lead singer was a marquisina because she's about four feet tall. She's tiny. And then and uh, I became Regina. So they don't call me in this group when we're together. They never use my actual Christian name. They call me Regina. Queen. Hey, Regina. Queen. And so obviously, Ercilia, as the, the, the idea, the, the main egg behind <laughs> everything, she... She is the uh, the king, Rex, Rexus. I call her Rexus. And <laughs> it's fake Latin, Latinification of the, you know. Like, Sire. So it's a royal court. And so anyone who gets involved with us in any manner gets nominated to you know, on some, some position. Yes. So we have a new, a new singer, and she's she plays the theremin impeccably. She plays violin. She sings impeccably and so she's the maga she's the you know, like, magician would it be okay to play a clip of the song called so abatado yes the, the song is the also the uh, gave uh, the name of the album scrambled and um, is a monologue is the act that speaks about uh, its life and uh, is its desires Thank you. 
in there. The egg doesn't understand anything anymore. It wakes up not knowing where it is. Every day it risks being born, eaten raw, or even scrambled. Its greatest dream is to meet another egg. It is hoping for a better future. With a freshly met omelet, it would like to be hard-boiled. Yes, strong and stable, like a hard-boiled egg. The hard-boiled egg could stay in boiling water for four hours. Yes, but it faces the risk of exploding. However, this would be a better end than to be scrambled. And this, a scrambled egg without seasoning, is planned. But on the other hand, it's friend the hard-boiled egg. Also without seasoning, is absolutely delicious. Sardinian part, he, it uh, say that uh, he wants to be an hard-boiled egg because he's an uh, um, scrambled egg, and he wants to finally uh, meet uh, a very beautiful uh, frittata tortilla. I don't know the word uh, frittata, mm-hmm. and uh, so mm-hmm. um, uh, be it will be. Um, finally happy and um, quiet and strong to, to be embraced by a frittata yes <laughs> yeah. so so a battato gere de si so a tostu insperada in mezzo solte e kunduna gatta cioè it wish uh, an an happier uh, destiny with uh, a tortilla come si dice frittata cioè, vabbè yeah, it's yeah. absurd it's, it's naive <laughs> but it's a philosophical issue there are lots of words in this song in English to spread the, the concept in the world because Sardinian everybody, not everybody knows Sardinian Well, I love I love the way that you sing in multiple different languages, even within the same song. So tell me the story of, oh, how did you form and why did you decide to sing in so many different languages? This start because I, I play trumpet and I started in my life uh, uh, writing composition, composing uh, all, only for instrument instruments. And I... Uh, in a, um, at a, cert- at a certain, certain point, point certain I, I thought that uh, the words uh, in the language is very important to communicate, uh, apart the music. Uh, so I started to, to write also the words. 
but um, I, I'm not a singer. I, I can't sing, I sing, but uh, I'm not a singer. I don't have this... Uh, um, come si dice? Non sono attaccata. This uh, a specific... You're not attached to... To Italian language, to communicate. Mm -hmm. yeah. cioè, each language has uh, a poetical uh, uh, atmosphere and sounds. So I choose uh, what uh, I need. Choose a language for what I need. Now I... I'm starting a new project in uh, in Spain and uh, new compositions and I want to use also German. <laughs> this is very difficult because <laughs> the singers uh, has have many problems with different languages. So to 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 meet someone that uh, uh, join uh, my music <laughs> and my compositions with this uh, um come si dice leggerezza also with the lightness light. yes uh, it's a little bit difficult but we i continue i <laughs> yes i wanted to speak to the two of you specifically about this because you're both multi-instrumentalists as well uh, amy when i met you at your house in seattle i remembered there was a visiting academic from scandinavia who had come to Seattle to talk to you about your experience as a multi-instrumentalist. And as I've been studying different languages, um, one of the things that I observed in, in episode two with, with Dr. Rebecca Lawrence was that um, your voice changes. The, the, not just the word sounds, but people's voices get higher or lower in all different ways when they switch to changing different language. So, Ursilia, the, the fact that you are using it as a compositional tool is marvelous. I love this. Uh, Amy, I want to ask you, I guess, about you, you're a just wildly instrumental um you play so many different instruments. Do you consider learning to play a new instrument, learning a new language? Absolutely. I really do. Um, I feel like each instrument bring, brings out a different aspect mm. of my musicality. So it's like a different dialect. Very much so. And I remember um, when I first started coming to Europe, I had studied French in high school. And when I got to France and I couldn't speak a word, I was terrified. <laughs> mm. And I really thought I had no capacity for language. But uh, very slowly over time, I started recognizing words in different languages. Like, um, and anyway, so I, and now I just, I love language because each one, like Ercili was saying, each language brings out a different filter through which people see the world. And it's, it's an amazing uh, cultural experience to begin to, to understand uh, various languages and see how different cultures see the world. And I feel like that, that also happens. Don't you find, I, maybe I'm generalizing, but I think that, that certain instruments, certain personality types are drawn to certain instruments. Have you noticed that at all? Like trom trombone players? I love trombone players. My my husband plays the trombone. His parents are in their 80s, and they met in the trombone section in eighth mm -hmm. grade. And we have a, a neighbor who we recently became friends with. Hi, John Good. Um, and he is so sweet and nice. And of course, he's a trombone player. You know, so I, I apparently have an affinity right. for them. Um, Amy, how many languages do you speak at this point? Well, I dream in Italian, so I'd say that I speak it pretty well. Um, and I, I do speak passable French and German and uh, un iota di 
Espanol. I, I speak uh, like like restaurant um, Spanish, I like to say. <laughs> and, and then I, I like to be polite in a lot of Asian uh, languages, but just a few words. Rose, I can I yeah. I want to say say that that this that I was uh, when I was a child a uh, fan of Emmy and their music. Uh, so I I have this uh, uh, feeling with the the use the different using of languages because I I also uh, I am her fan. And all the music uh, I listened when I was a child, uh, it was full of languages. Also mm -hmm. the, the the work uh, with the Città Invisibili, Ditalo Calvino, mm -hmm. and uh, Amber oh, yeah. Cocco, Salvatore. Cioè, this, uh, mm -hmm. uh, this approach, this um, use of the languages with uh, lightness, yes. Mm. Without uh, uh, vergüenza, without... Uh, uh, Effort. Vergogna. Without, without shame. shame. Yes, yes, without shame. shame. Yes, look, here, here's Amy. Amy, <laughs> Amy having yeah. this moment thinking, I have no capacity for languages. I mean, talk about a self-limiting belief that was wrong. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. You yeah. you were wrong. It took a that, long time that, to that get was, over that it. That negative thought was completely untrue. Now you dream in Italian. Look at you. That's yeah. wonderful. But you know what I remembered later on was when I was 10 years old, there was a book fair in my elementary school. And I, I was looking at the different books and I bought, the only book I bought was an Italian oh. book that had the picture of La Luna. Oh, La Luna. Like I, even when I was 10 years old, I was attracted oh. to Italian. Uh, Isn't that amazing? Like, later I realized, oh queen, my God, uh... that's incredible. Amy, tell me the story <laughs> of how you first came to Italy and began to learn Italian. Uh, well, I first came to Italy playing in a group called the Tone Dogs, my uh, trio with two basses and drums. And we had been already touring in Europe a little bit, um, mostly in France and Germany. And and for some reason, a lot in um, Central Europe and Eastern Europe. So we had and then finally, this postman from Monfalcone said, I am Tullio. And he sent a fax to my, my day job at Muzak. I quickly grabbed it so no one could see. And he's like, I am a postman in Italy, and I invite you to a festival in my in a castle oh. in, in uh, no, uh, Nova Gorica, you know, Nuova Gorizia, and right on the Slovenian border. So we, for the first time, we were going to go to Italy. And we had just been kind of suffering. We're vegetarians, and it's hard to find vegetarian food in 1990 um, in, the, in the former eastern block right and the coffee was terrible and everyone was kind of depressed and you know we came to italy and here's tulio's like brought us to lunch and it was the sun was shining and the sea was shining and the atmosphere was beautiful and the food was amazing and the coffee was incredible <laughs> and everyone was laughing it was just like this entering heaven i was like what, what is this place i'd never been to italy and here i just felt this this sense of being alive and so i wanted to know what people were laughing at, you know, the, what, what was this sense of humor, you know, that, that was so attractive to me. And so I began to study the language and I discovered that I share the same very dark sense of humor, which is <laughs> that we try to control things maybe, um, but inevitably things go wrong. And there's ultimately, we don't have control over everything. And so what do you do? You have to laugh. You have to just let go. And just be and move forward and flow. 
And so I realized this is exactly my nature <laughs> is this this kind of cultural attitude of of. You know, like you look at other cultures, like, for example, in Germany, things are so well organized and everything is precise. And the most common word, this is something that really was an insight for me. Like the first word I recognized in German was genau. And so I was like, what? what did I heard everyone say, like, genau. And they, people were so excited when they would say this word genau. And I was like, what does it mean? They said, well, it means exactly. And I was like, oh, that's so perfect. That is so perfect for German. Like it reflects the German culture and the, and this dedication to technique and and order and all those things that that you find in Good Germany. Now. So in Italian culture, <laughs> well, I don't know what the the I I actually did a survey and someone said, well, you know, I think magari could be the most common word, and that's something like one hopes if only you know like or hopefully uh -huh. you know right magari uh -huh. right. Uh -huh. And so, so it's just this, you dream, you're like, I have this vision and maybe it'll happen. Most likely not. But, you know, with, with any luck, we'll have dinner tonight. You know? <laughs> I love this. So, you know, this, this makes, I completely relate. Uh, obviously, I've, I've now very devoted to my own Italian inspired project. Um, this makes me think of one of my favorite Italian sayings that I use all the time, especially when I'm traveling and, and things go wrong, which is, una gatta frettolosa fa i gattini ciechi. So the stre the stressed cat gives birth to blind kittens. And the the I know it's sad, but the funny thing about it is it's sad but it's dark but it's funny and I've heard it in several different dialects actually at this point it's a little mini mini collection in my lexicon of of Modo di dire. Um and uh -huh. it what I like about it is I actually think I misunderstood it a little bit. Um because I think it would just translate to haste makes waste. We say in English, if you hurry, oh, yeah. if you hurry, you know, um, the result is not good. Um, but I just used yeah. it more widely to connect to this aspect of Italian character like you were describing. It's just like, you know, and it's not that Italians don't get stressed out and mad. They do just, whoom, you know, red face, steam blowing out the ears and then everything's fine. You know, there's this this um, release of the stress. But as far as, you know, in generally when things go wrong, you can't get too upset. It's not going to help. And, and you know, when I'm missing a plane or something, no. especially when I'm traveling to or from Italy, I, I try to get into that mindset and just like, you know, and I got to Fratellosa. It's like, don't, it's not going to help. You could get really upset, but it's not going to help. Let me ask this question. As you move from culture to culture yeah. with each of these languages in which you're composing, are there kind of windows into... The, the soul of a certain locality. Okay, for example, there is this um, song in uh, the album Scramble, and the name is Yenji. And uh, Yenji is the um, the spirit of the forest for the pygmies, pygmy people, Aka. And uh, the song speaks about uh, a crisis, as many songs, as many compositions. <laughs> And at the end, there is this long, long uh, coro. 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 Yeah, course. And uh, in Pygmy. So Pygmy. I studied for a, a few months the ethnographic dictionary from French to Pygmies, uh, to looking for uh, some little uh, words, for, for words to write this uh, choir. Okay. Qu choir. 
and also there is a uh, I want to say this uh, there is a a political song mm. also because the uh, WWF is the world uh, World Wildlife yes, Fund uh, push out world the big fund. people from the forest to protect the nature try to protect the nature and the forest they push out the pygmy people and to me this is a very heavy very heavy and uh, so yeah. we have we use this song to to speak about pygmies yes we use the music also in a political way and uh, no, no nothing but it's a spiritual song also but it's in spanish spanish and pygmies yes. it's in two languages yes. <laughs> Arriba y abajo y a tu lado Se acerca y está ya Desaparece This, this is so this is so marvelous and interesting and and it also ties into a lot of what this project is about um, because the connections that I'm making between local drinks and local language I when I realized that I wanted to bring them together it wasn't just oh I like both of these things I'll make a show about them you know it I was really beginning to see especially in Italy where there are so many different indigenous grape varieties hundreds of them and also such yes. a, an amazing diversity of local languages. I saw these connections 
a lot of times in preservation efforts, right? With grapes that are going to go extinct because they became less popular and everyone pulled them up to plant Merlot. And then the same thing happens, you know, with a lot of political connections, usually with dialect, you know, people are assimilating into a different culture and they're, you know, the children are, you know, they're told not Mm -hmm. to learn the the parents' language in immigration scenarios, or, you know, certainly there are many examples through history where, you know, people's dialects are suppressed for many different political reasons, and, you know, or to lose a plant, a whole history of winemaking, or, you know, because of the, the vagaries of whatever. Um, there's another song I really love uh, because it, it uses more than one language. Maybe you, I could, if you don't mind me playing lots of your music on the show so that people can hear it. I, I particularly love Non c'è niente da lavare. And I wonder if you could talk to uh, me a little bit the story of this song. Now, this song yes, was um, Monique Mizrahi wrote the words of this song and uh, started from a family problem in my family, but uh, is a met- metaphor about uh, the world that is very, very, very dirty. Corrupt. 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 Yes. But at the end, it uh, speaks about uh, cigarettes. Yes. And of course, uh, non c'è niente da lavare means there's nothing to wash. Non c'è niente da lavare. There's nothing to wash. Yes. Uh, Everything's clean. Everything is nothing clean. Nothing to wash. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> nothing to see here.
It's very uh, ironic. Uh, you know. So, uh, what, Amy? What's next for you? Can you tell us a little bit about your maybe your your latest album? Well, the the newest exciting thing is that I I recently was in Rome working with O on their third album. And I'm really excited because we're almost finished mixing it. And I'm going to be putting it out on my record label in collaboration with a fantastic label from Rome, Folderol Records, uh, Marco Contini. And so this is super exciting because, again, Ercilia, I have to say, is my very favorite composer in the entire world. <laughs> what, what she does, I'm serious, so serio. So she, she reaches this level of beauty, playfulness, depth, um, political uh, relativity, everything. I mean, there's so many levels of this music that just resonate deeply with me and have for a long time. So I am really thrilled to be um, putting out this record. It'll be, at least on my end, it will be digitally um, available on the on Bandcamp through the O site and also through Spoot Music, and so I, I look forward to promoting it. Do we have a title? Como se chama? No, maybe you, you say the Uranio, maybe. Uranio, You say okay. the Uranio, yeah, maybe Uranio. A, yeah, yeah. What does yeah, that's mean? true, that's right. Okay, so it might be called uran mm. um, Uranium, because NATO has a huge military base in Sardinia, and there's awful, awful... Um, With, with a lot of mm. nuclear fallout. I mean, they're just doing war games all the time. And uh, the local population is starting to get sick from Will uranium. we ever learn? And Torio, really also Torio. Yes, also from yeah, yeah. Um, metalli pesanti, heavy, no? heavy, heavy metals. metals. Yeah. Heavy metals, yeah, yeah, yeah. Radioactive Used metals. Used from the oh. army. army. U.S. Army also, a lot. But also yeah. German yeah. and uh, Israel uh, Army are... Uh, Two times a year are there and they... They're doing war, war games, games in the off water, the coast of Sardinia. In, there, in the ground. Speaking, for speaking one of month. language, what yeah, a horrible phrase, war games. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right? Um, uh, so yeah. I, I want yeah. to make sure to let our listeners know how to purchase OU's recordings at oumusic.bandcamp.com. Amy Denio is also on Bandcamp, amydenio.bandcamp.com. You can find out more about her work at amydenio.me and more about Ercilia's projects at erciliaprosperi.com. I'll include all these links in the notes for the show. Now, I, uh, as I was recording the Italian language trailer for the podcast, it was very stiff and slow because I was trying so hard to be correct. And, and I listened back to it. It just sounded terrible. I recorded it again and it sounded great. And I was trying to figure out what had changed besides having a chance to practice a little bit. And I realized I was moving my hands and I was making this these gestures. Ah. And I thought I had this revelation, actually, that the reason the Italian speakers, you can't pronounce it without making some of those movements. Yes. It's, it's so beautiful to me. So I felt very Italian in this moment. But uh, I also, I put something in there, which was, I was saying in Italian, you might be, I really do live in New York. You might be hearing my neighbor upstairs playing the saxophone. 
Now, I took it out because you, the recording was great and you couldn't hear in the background music. But I have this little clip of me saying in Italian, you know, I live in New York because you can hear my upstairs neighbor playing the saxophone. And I kind of I didn't have time, but I wanted to send it before this interview. I wondered if that little audio clip might spark some composition. So I was wondering if I could commission a short, a short uh, compositional idea around this little clip of sound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Silvia, stava suonando il sassofono, il vicino, e lei diceva, ah, ma magari si può sentire anche il mio vicino mentre io sto parlando. Okay. E lei vuole che noi componiamo qualcosa ispirato di questo tema, che c'è chiasso, ma non è proprio chiasso, è musica, c'è un vicino. Ma adesso? Adesso? No, no. No, no, no. Dopo, dopo. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for your Rose. time. Yeah. I hope Thank to you. see you soon. Yes. Here on there. Sure enough, a few weeks later, after requesting this commission from Ercilia, I was on a plane in Milan and I received an email just before the plane took off, which was the song that you're about to hear, a little piece that Ercilia composed just for us here at Moto di Bere with the audio from the outtake from the Italian trailer. This podcast, if you hadn't quite realized, is available also in Italian. You can listen to it in English and Italian. It's called Modo di Bere Italiano. It's a separate podcast. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. If you speak Italian, if you want to speak Italian, you can listen to the episodes back to back. I have the same guests. Usually they're not an exact direct translation unless the person isn't bilingual in these two languages. In that case, I, I translate the episode and recreate those interviews with a voice actor. But in any case, it might be a fun language learning tool. So if you're interested, if you're an English speaker who's interested in learning Italian, you can you can check that that podcast out. And so here's a little lesson for you right now. The the text of the song that you're about to hear without further ado, <laughs> composed by Ercilia. The meaning in English is I, I really do live in New York. Perhaps you can hear my upstairs neighbor who plays the saxophone. Vivo davvero a New York. Forse puoi sentire il mio vicino di sopra. Che suona il sassofono. Vivo davvero a New York. Puoi sentire che suona. Suona.
I really hope that you enjoyed this interview with OU. I, I hope you go to OU Music, OUMusic.bandcamp.com and buy all of their records. Every song is a completely new adventure. Thank you so much for listening. And wherever you go, whatever you like to drink, always remember to enjoy your life and to never stop learning. Follow Moto D. Berry on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok for even more unique and encouraging drinks and language content. If you'd love for the show to continue and grow, support Moto D. Berry on Patreon and unlock bonus episodes. Find out more at mododberry.com, where you can also read the blog. Music for the podcast was composed by Ercilia Prosperi and performed by the band Oh. You can purchase their recordings at oumusic.bandcamp.com. <laughs>